Apart from the oil price that's making me smile, uh, the market swinging from uh, risk off to risk on on the back of those U.S. election fears and uh, not too long to wait now. Yeah, I must in, in one breath, I must say thank God, because, I mean, effectively <laughs> the market has, has been, you know, bouncing around on, on political headlines domestically as well as uh, as well as globally. We can chat a little bit about that later. But, uh, I mean, effectively not fixating even on the economics of the entire thing. We had U.S. jobs data out on Friday. I mean, that's still feeding into the narrative that the Fed is going to consider hiking by the end of the year. But that's not even a driving force. I mean, normally the market fixates on that non-farm payrolls data uh, this overshadowed by the U.S. political backdrop. I mean, last week, late last week, a dominating the risk-off narrative. I mean, you mentioned the S&P closing for its ninth consecutive session in negative territory, uh, but, but dominated by the narrative that the FBI had opened up or re, uh, reopened investigations around Clinton's email scandal. Now, uh, this causing stirs in the market. It has narrowed the gap between Clinton and Trump. And unfortunately, even though it's, it's around the corner, I mean, tomorrow's the day they vote, uh, it, it still remains too close to call. And that's what's causing this unease in the markets. This morning, it's almost as though we've woken up to a different world. We, we've got green on the screens in Asia. And this because over the weekend, the FBI comes out and says that, you know, they very effectively still think uh, that uh, Clinton shouldn't be charged. So it, it's rather bizarre, I must say. Um, and and, and it, I guess it's comforting in some respects to say that political risk in this context, not emanating on the local front, but very much coming from the world's most advanced, largest economies. I've got to chuckle with a little bit of sarcasm there. Uh, let's see. I mean, we've got this as the key event risk for this week. Uh, undoubtedly will be causing some volatility in the market. Uh, and I must say, holding thumbs, the market seems to be holding thumbs for a Clinton victory because that's been associated with risk on rather than a Trump victory which has been associated with risk off thus far. And then uh, Brexit votes, uh, that's uh, set for the agenda in the UK this week. Yeah, again, more political risk, less economic risk, I guess. A Brexit vote, this on the back of the ruling last week, that uh, the court in the UK, Supreme Court in the UK, determined that uh, uh, Prime Minister May has to put this Brexit to the Parliament. She can't go it alone. They've got to agree it in Parliament. And then I guess, you know, the market then pricing in the fact that this might mean a slightly softer Brexit than had previously been anticipated. Uh, Minister May has still taken a very tough line on the Brexit. She's been speaking to to an MP saying that a Brexit means a Brexit. They, they mustn't think as though they can actually backtrack on this one. Uh, let's see how this plays out. We had some temporary support come through in terms of sterling during the latter part of last week. But if, if Prime Minister May's comments are anything to go on, uh, I certainly think that that optimism will be short-lived. Uh, and unfortunately, a Brexit, in my view, still comes through with some negative consequences on the UK economy over the longer term as Article 50 is invoked, and then those bad uh, ramifications start to hit home. And then, of course, um, I wish I could get away from it, but I can't quite. Uh, reports over the weekend that uh, the finance minister might be charged uh, keeping the political risk alive in South Africa, even though the Hawks have come out denying that, moment. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so unfortunate, Sakina, because if you look at the economic data, you know, South Africa, I wouldn't say we've turned the corner, but there's been some sort of stabilization, some of our macroeconomic data prints. Uh, we do have a credit ratings review set for the first week of December from S&P in the last week of this month. 
from Moody's. Uh, and in the context where everyone else seems to be shooting themselves in the foot, the UK, the US, it would be nice if South Africa didn't want to follow suit on this. But unfortunately, political headlines still causing a little bit of a scare on the local uh, on the local front. Uh, I mean, the market is well primed for the fact that any risks to the finance minister, any risks to the implementation of what have been rather prudent fiscal policies on his front, uh, by and large, uh, any risks to the, the, the national treasury cluster and so forth, those are remarkably negative for the local context. So let's keep an eye out. The Hawks have denied it. Uh, but remember, you know, this is how these things have played out in the past, is that they've been an, an, a, a spate of denials that have come through, only to be followed up with action that certainly leaves one raising the eyebrows. So Unfortunately, that keeping local risk on the agenda, uh, the, the RAND uh, at around 13.57, that wasn't on the back of political risk. That was on the back of the U.S. non-farm payrolls number as well as the global risk off. Uh, but unfortunately, if uh, these allegations uh, certainly come to the fore again, you can expect some pressure to come through. I'm holding thumbs that this is just you know, kind of more rhetoric and politicking rather than any substance behind those reports. Let's see how it plays out. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Mohammed. And we'll speak to you again tomorrow morning. That was Mohammed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at NetBank CIB.